Hey beauty, happy new year. I wanted to bring to you four encouraging truths for this new year. I hope that you will take some notes so that you can remember these four incredible truths when you are going through trials this year or even when you're not going through trials. These truths are just so great to remember throughout the year. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to let you know that I believe that my book, Discover God's Health Wisdom, Exposing Eight Common Myths That Keep You Sick, is out on all audio platforms now. So you can go ahead and grab the book on Amazon or Spotify, wherever you purchase audiobooks. I didn't know there were so many platforms for audiobooks, but I think there are a ton. So you can go find my audiobook. You can, of course, buy a paperback copy as well or an ebook. My book is available pretty much wherever books are sold. If you're interested, go to herholistichealing.com slash book. With all that being said, let's get into the show. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health. Until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. Number one, God is our comforter. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Hopefully you are feeling encouraged right now. Happy New Year. It's the second day of the year. I hope your year is off to a good start. We all know that we will face challenges this year. So I hope you will be encouraged by the fact that God is your comforter. I was thinking back to times throughout my life when I felt like I was going through something difficult. I was thinking about when I transferred colleges in my junior year of college. I was so lonely and I just felt like I had left all my friends behind and I was really sad 
But I really feel like God used that time to teach me more about himself. He taught me how to go to him first before going to other people. I think that was also a time of him pulling, pulling me away from relationships that were unhealthy for me. It's always helpful to think of trials that you've had in your past, times where you were suffering or when you were going through something really hard, to think about those times and to see how God showed up for you or the things that you've learned, the things that you learned in that season. A lot of times when I'm going through something hard, I don't I don't always feel like God is right there with me. But oftentimes when I look back at pictures or I look back at things that I've written down, old journals or things like that, I can really see how God was working, how he put certain people in my life or put certain situations in front of me or took certain things away. I can really see how his hand was in everything. So I really want to encourage you, whether or not you're going through a trial, to think back about, to think back to all the times where God showed up for you. Number two, we can be encouraged by the fact that vengeance is God's. Romans 12, 18 through 21 says this, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I don't know about you, but I tend to get discouraged by the fact that it seems like all the, quote, bad guys are getting away with whatever they want to do and they're not having to deal with negative consequences. But the truth is, is that vengeance is God's and God will one day make everything right. One day, everyone will have to pay for the wrong things that they did. Number three, we have all the time in the world. Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. I've always loved to travel, to visit new places, to meet new people, to be a part of different cultures. When I was younger, I, I really wanted to travel so much more. And I used to get so disappointed if I couldn't travel as much as I wanted to. The truth is, is that we have all the time in the world. If we've accepted Christ, this life is only, it's just so quick. It's like the snap of finger or quicker compared to eternity. One day Jesus will come back. He will make the earth new. He will make it the way that he's always wanted to make it. He will bring heaven to earth. We will have all the time in the world to travel, to see all the beautiful places that God created. We have an eternity with God and with our loved ones that have accepted Christ. I have become a very goals-oriented person. I have these huge goals that I want to meet, and when I see that I'm not even close to, to some of them, I get discouraged. But the truth is, is that 
once again, we have all the time in the world. And when we die, we're not just going to be sitting on clouds the whole day. Work will look different in heaven and on the new earth, but we will still be doing work and other things. I don't know exactly how it will look, but everyone talks about making a bucket list, right? We have to cross everything off our bucket list before we kick the bucket. But if we don't get to everything on the list, we have all the time in the world and whatever we will be doing in heaven or on the new earth, the earth that God restores will be infinitely better than whatever we're doing here on earth right now. Number four, the best is yet to come. Luke 6 35 says, but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. I was thinking about a book that I read a few years ago called Your Eternal Reward by Erwin Lutzer. It's a, it's a good book that talks about the rewards that we will receive in heaven for the good deeds that we've done on earth. The Bible says, For if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. If you, like the verse says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just like that verse says, you will go to heaven. This is true, and I believe this to be true. Also, after we have committed our lives to God, we will be rewarded for the good deeds that we've done on earth. It's not the good deeds that provide salvation and eternal life for us, but because of Christ's sacrifice, if we are truly, if we have truly given our lives to God, our lives will produce fruit and God will reward us for those good deeds. Romans 14, 10 through 12 says, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So when we stand before God, we will have to give an account of what we did in this life. This realization can seem scary. It can seem kind of frightening, right? On the flip side, it can also be encouraging because if we have been making sacrifices for God, those sacrifices do not go unnoticed and they do not go unrewarded. I don't know if is unrewarded a word. Basically, we will be rewarded for the good things that we do. To be completely honest, when I found out about this, I was happy because I felt like 
I just see some people that live their lives not really caring about living ethical lives, living lives of integrity that God would want them to live. And I used to think, man, that's not fair. Why am I doing all these things while other people can just do whatever they want and then and they don't have to experience any consequences. I'm just being really I'm just being really honest. I don't think that that is a good or healthy way of looking at it. If I were more mature, I would just do good deeds because I love Jesus and because he sacrificed his life for me. I would do good deeds because God calls me to love him and love others. I also think that it is okay to be to be motivated by rewards. There's that verse in Galatians that says, do not grow weary of doing good for if you do not give up, you will reap a harvest. I'm paraphrasing, but it says something like that. So the Bible does talk about rewards. It also talks about God telling the good servants, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to hear those words from God, don't you? If you feel a little bit discouraged by the fact that you will have to stand before God one day, it's okay. You're still alive. You can still do good deeds. The most beautiful thing is, is that God died for us. It was his free gift to us. None of us will ever be perfect. The point is, is that the best is yet to come. Revelation 21. When I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you liked what you heard, will you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For you. It's easy and my burden is light.